As a contractor, I choose hardy fiber cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at G-Fidel extremely satisfied. Using hardy siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims, too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in to Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited that um, my family has spent the last three months here at YWAM Kona. So that's where I'm recording from the Banyan Tree Cafe right here. Uh, But we're excited to be taking these new skills that God has given us about digital filmmaking with us back into this ministry, back into Fireborn Ministries, back to the mainland, and then around the world. Uh, My kids graduated the YWAM Foundation School phenomenal courses guys if god is ever calling you into missions and you need uh, some training consider ywam for you and your whole family as they've got things for that but guys i'm excited for my guest today i have got dr yvonne thompson she's the author of can you sleep like this in the rest of god and also reflections on rest she's a cpa and an mba graduate of regent university like myself and my wife and she uh, has received her doctorate from United Theological Seminary. She lives in the Chicago area where she enjoys traveling. Thank you, Jesus. She enjoys gardening and spending time with friends and family. And um, yeah, I, Dr. Yvonne, welcome to Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, ma'am. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. I, I hope that this is going to be a lot of fun as we get to know you. It's exciting. My wife got her MBA from Regent University a couple years ago, and then I got my Master of Divinity from Regent University a few years ago. So uh, it's awesome to have you on. Uh, can you give us a little bit more of your background and, and how you were uh, came to Jesus and called into what you're doing now? Yeah, so I'm actually a pastor's kid. Uh, my father is a pastor. Uh, my grandfather before him was a pastor. When my grandfather passed away, uh, then my father, he became the pastor. So I have grown up in the church my entire life. Uh, my godfather is a pastor and all my five god brothers are pastors. So I've just been in a setting of Christianity, uh, uh, faith-based. And um, for me, even though I grew up in the church, I don't think I really uh, wholeheartedly embraced my walk with God until I was at university. And so when I had moved away from home and had was in school full time and having to actually just pursue God for myself. So even though I grew up in the church, was baptized at the age of 10, I think it wasn't until about uh, the age of 18 when I really began to know God in a personal way for myself by being away from home and having to look to him as a friend, as a resource, being in school, being on my own for the first time. Um, so at the age of eight, 19, 18, 19, when I was in college. Awesome. And then um, you, you've got a, a lot of education. So how did God call you to get your MBA and things like that? 
Yeah, so when I uh, left school or left college, I, I worked a little bit. Um, there was a Bible college uh, in Indianapolis where I was living, and I worked there for a couple of years, but I felt like I really wanted to pursue a graduate level degree. And so I had prayed about it and my prayer was, I had this catalog that listed every university, every uh, degree, I forget the name of it, but it was kind of thick and it included every school in the US. And I said, Lord, if you want me to go to graduate school, show me where I needed to go. And so I opened up the book and I, I said, wherever my finger lands, I'm, that's where you're gonna lead me. And where my finger landed was Regent University. And the description, it was so it aligned with what my heart was, which was to get a, my bachelor's was in accounting, but I still wanted to pursue business, but from it, for it to be Christian based. And then as time went on, I wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe that was just a fluke. And I actually did it again. And this book was closed. So it wasn't like I had it open there, uh, you know, tick mark there. And a few months later, I did the same thing and my finger landed on Regent again. And so God made the way. I went to Regent with the desire to get my MBA. And I said, I would just take some classes in theology just so that I could have more of a systematic approach to studying in scripture. And lo and behold, while I was studying for my MBA, I felt the Lord calling me to ministry. And so I ended up pursuing a double major with a master's in predoctoral biblical studies. Uh, and so uh, on that path, I still wanted to pursue business, but then I was still heavily involved in the church and doing ministry work as well. And with getting that biblical studies degree, I felt it was also training me as a minister. And so I got the double master's. I ended up uh, going overseas. I got my CPA as well. Once I got done with university or graduate school, and then I had an opportunity to go overseas to gain international finance experience. So I said I was going to go to Bermuda for two years, and I ended up staying in Bermuda for 10 years, working on the big four public accounting firms, but still working in ministry, although I was working in, quote unquote, the corporate uh, marketplace. Wow, that's exciting. Well, you mentioned that you felt like God led you to do this. How does God speak to you? I mean, this podcast is adventures. And so we love to talk about people's adventures in the Holy Spirit, how God speaks to them, because some people, you know, might try to elevate, hey, this person sees one thing and this person hears things. But, you know, God speaks to all of us one way or another. Some of us, he speaks to us differently than the other, but he's still speaking. And that's one thing I want people to know that he speaks to you. And just a Maybe someone could understand like the way God speaks to you could be the way that he speaks to them. So how, how does God speak to you? Yeah. So when I was younger, I tended to fleece God, like I just shared in the example. Uh, but actually, when I was praying and asking God about my undergraduate degree, I also did the same thing where I prayed. And I said, whatever, I was getting recruited by a lot of different universities and colleges. And so every day I would get multiple pieces of mail, sometimes a dozen pieces of mail from different schools. And it was consistent every single day for weeks and months. And I said, Lord, this is just so overwhelming. You know, I need for you to tell me where to go. And so today 
let there only be one piece of mail and let it be the place that you want me to go. And that place was Butler where I ended up going in Indiana. And, you know, same thing months later, I'm like, my parents were saying I couldn't go away. I needed to stay in the Chicago area because of finances and funding and all this type of thing. And so I did the same thing. One day I said, Lord, if I didn't hear you correctly, my parents and everybody's saying I need to stay home. And the same thing happened. I got one piece of mail from that school. And so when I was younger, I tended to fleece and ask specifically like that. But then as I matured in God, I still consistently had a prayer life. I loved prayer whenever there was an all night prayer at the church that I attended in the, in Indiana, or they used to have 5 a.m. prayer. I would attend that ad hoc throughout the month, but I feel strongly that prayer is such a powerful tool. And sometimes in this day that we're living in, there's a tendency where we rely on, you know, messages and things that we hear, but don't spend intimate time with God. And so for me, prayer is crucial. And so spending time speaking to him, reading his word, and also stillness. I talk about this in my book, one fervent prayer, but also still being still before the Lord and hearing what he wants to say. And so sometimes he'll speak through circumstances where if I had been fasting or praying and seeking about something, he'll speak through circumstances, doors being open that only he could open or even like going through my day today, if if in that time of stillness, he might share something. But then as the day goes, you know, I could hear something just click within my spirit that aligns or there's like a quickening there that I know that that is what God is saying or speaking about a particular situation or, uh, or thing. That's awesome. So this is how God has been speaking to you. And, and you've also been kind of testing the waters, as, as you mentioned. But you've got a supernatural revelation of God's rest. Now, let me tell you what, I am so looking forward to some time off. <laughs> uh, this filmmaking school I've been part of, I've learned some incredible skills, screenplay writing, editing. I mean, we shot how many numbers of short movies, uh, but it was a simulation of Hollywood. So it was immersive. Wow. I mean, just nonstop. So I'm looking forward to some rest. But what is the revelation God has given you about rest? Yes. Yeah, so being bivocational, working full time, at one point in time, I was a consultant. I worked 50, sometimes up to 70 hours a week. But with those hours of working, I was actually traveling a lot. Like I've achieved lifetime status with hotels and airlines because of the miles that I logged flying from coast to coast, working with clients. I would have a client in New Jersey all day. And then at the end of the day, I would catch a flight to California where I would be on an overnight flight so that I can get to the client. And when I arrived in California, I would go straight to the client and then still work another day. So only able to sleep and most often not very restfully on the plane um, for two or three hours. So almost working 24 hours and doing that for months at a time and then still working in ministry, you know, on the weekend at church. And sometimes when I was at home, there were many times that I had to step out of Bible class or step out of Sunday morning worship because a partner was calling me or a client was calling me wanting something addressed that for whatever reason could not wait until, you know, 10 hours or 12 hours the next day. 
And I realized one time flying that, I mean, I was starting to feel ill and not feeling very well with lack of sleep. And then my diet, eating just all these different types of foods in the airports. And so one day I had an epiphany that if something happened to me, that my company, they would keep going. They would hire someone to replace me and they would keep moving. Whereas, you know, my family would feel the loss. And so I just was beginning to ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is it that you're saying about rest? But coincidentally, several years prior, I had been on a fast, but at the end of the fast, I heard God speak the word rest and it was a 40 day fast. And I was just like, I hope that's not the only thing that you have to say. <laughs> like, like I was really wanting something, you know, earth shattering. And as I sat there and listened, I heard the Lord say a book, you know, a book on rest. But I put that aside because I was still working and never had time to write it. So then as the, uh, pen, uh, you know, work and traveling and then also being in school at the doctorate level and I was just feeling so stressed out and then the pandemic happened. So it's like a convergence of all these different things that now I had more time. And as I began to write like notes, things that he would speak to me on the plane, I would write it down, preparing for now this time when I would write the book. And so when the pandemic happened, then, of course, I had all this time to focus and specifically write on the book since I was no longer um, traveling. And the key revelation that I saw as I walked through scripture from January, from Genesis through to uh, Revelation, that God established a principle of rest in Genesis, that he practiced himself. He practiced it. Everything he created in Genesis 1 focused on his creative work, and he always said that it was good. But when in Genesis 2, he established the principle of rest, at that time, it was more of a commandment, he said it was not just blessed. Sorry, he, he said it was not just good, but it was blessed. So the work he did in Genesis 1 is good, but rest, he added and progressed it where he said it was blessed. It was blessed and sanctified. He sanctified the day of rest. He sanctified it. And so even though we don't, I'm not espousing a doctrine in terms of a Sabbath, you know, it has to be on a certain time. I merely focus on the principle that if he has almighty God created the world in six days and even in that creation, it wasn't like he did anything. He spoke the world into existence. So how could, how tired could he actually be? Right. But he's still rested. He still, it says on the seventh day, he completed his work and he rested. He, he did it himself as a God who is almighty, all powerful. He established and practiced that principle first with himself before he expanded it to his people. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people received the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life. 
and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with the divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. That's awesome. So in your book, you mentioned about four ingredients for us to pursue the rest of God for, I mean, again, like I said, I'm looking forward to some rest. I'm looking forward to some vacation, some downtime. And I've actually encouraged people around here. I was like, don't be uh, ashamed, if you will, that if you're praying, you fall asleep. Because think about it. He's a good father. He's probably laughing at you and smiling at you and just still loving it because he understands you need some rest. But uh, what are the four ingredients that we need in order to pursue the rest of God? Four ingredients that I mentioned are fervent prayer. And this is prayer where we're actually spending quality time with God. And in some respects, quantity as well, because the day we're living in, a lot of times, if I call them drive-by prayers, praying as we're brushing our teeth, or we say Alexa or Google Play or whatever, you know, play my devotions. So we're playing the devotions while we're getting dressed, or even while we're driving, giving the day's activities a rundown to our uh, loved ones, our children or whatever. So it's not a focus time. And then sometimes even when we are praying, we're on our phone, we're scrolling, we're on social media. So when I talk about fervent prayer, it's focused time with God focus, intentional time that is free of distractions. I talk about praise and worship, how worship allows us to be ushered into the presence of God, that we're sitting in his presence and not focus on just things that he's done, but just resting in his presence and worshiping him based on just who he is as our father, as you say, a good, good father. Uh, the word, declaring the word that God and his angels, they're hearkening to the voice of the word in order to perform it. So when we're declaring the word, this also helps us with entering into his rest and then stillness, being still in his presence, because everything, the culture that we live in, it's a performance-based culture. It values being on the go, being busy, the more you produce, the more you make numbers or bring in revenue. It's like just this focus on go, go, go. And so when you take a vacation or if you people want to take a nap, these things are frowned upon because it seems as you're being a sluggard or lazy or, or slacking. But at the end of the day, when we look at scripture, not only did he say every seventh day rest every seventh year, and then seven cycles of seven years brings us to the year of Jubilee, which focuses on freedom, restitution, restoration. So this is a consistent principle, not just in the Old Testament, but even in the new, when he says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden and take my yoke and I will give you rest. It's something that God has set out for us as a blessing and a reward. Awesome. Yeah. So your book is, can you sleep like this? And at the end of every chapter, there's, I guess you could call it some activations or applications. You made your book fairly unique compared to others. Cause I mean, there are great books out there, but sometimes it's just like, here's the, the content. And then it's just, 
nothing. So how did you kind of realize, hey, you need this, these applications in here? And then can you share on that? Yes. Well, as a type A personality, who's always trying to be an achiever and working on the next goal, focus on my goals. Whenever I do something, it's to get through it, you know, to finish it, to accomplish it. So even when I'm reading books, I love to read all types of genres. You know, I read and sometimes a lot of times if it's a good book, I'll just sit and read it all the way through. You can't always digest that the information, the content like that. So I put the exercises, not so much exercises, but uh, response, reflection, and rest that at the end of every chapter, it's taking, it's, it's putting into principle what the book is talking about, which is reflection. Just taking a minute to pause, digest what was shared in the chapter, and then reflect on it. How does it apply to my life? You can choose to either think about it or you can choose to write about it. And then there's the response, not just from a practical perspective, like family, self, or church, but then from a response standpoint, what is it that I'm going to do now? How how am I going to make changes in my life? And then rest where we're resting in the presence of God, one through scripture, where we're declaring the word, and then a prayer, a short prayer, where we're praying that as well to facilitate the process of entering into his rest. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Yvonne. Can you pray for our listeners or even people who are viewing this on uh, the YouTube channels? Sure. Our Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for every person that is listening, that will listen. Lord, that you would just engage them into an adventure of the spirit into the rest of God. It's an adventure as we are proactive and intentional and that we're focused on disciplining ourselves to practice the principle of rest from first from a physical perspective where we're resting and taking time, whether it's vacation, taking time for self-care or with our family or children, taking time to just sit in your presence, to reflect, to celebrate, to meditate on your goodness, meditate on your grace and your loving kindness, Lord, that you extend towards us on a daily basis, even when we're not spending time with you like we should. And so, Father, we thank you right now for this remembrance and this call, the call to rest, the call to rest physically for increased self-care, better balance, Lord, and a call into the rest through your spirit and the rest of God. We thank you for your peace, for your grace, for your wisdom, and how you would allow us to practice these principles moving forward and implement it in our life with our families, our ministries, our jobs, Lord, in every connection point that you would allow us to be better people living balanced in freedom and in rest. We thank you for these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dr. Yvonne, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information or also to purchase your book? My book, it can be purchased on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, at Target, uh, pretty much any uh, major bookseller, but uh, definitely Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And my website, YvonneThompson.com, or as you see on the screen, Elisi.org, they all take you to the same place. If you can't remember or pronounce Elisi, uh, Yvonne Thompson with an E, E-V-O-N-N-E, Thompson. 
www.jennifersmith.com. I actually have a free devotional people can sign up for um, at my website as well. That's awesome. Thank you so very much, guys. I'm putting the, the book title and the way to purchase it in the podcast description and in the podcast notes. That's Dr. Yvonne Thompson with Can You Sleep Like This in the Rest of God? And I trust me, I'm going to take these principles and apply them. Uh, for the next month or so after I've completed the school. Dr. Yvonne, thank you so much for being on Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.